0: Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. you come too late to tell me that tithing doesn't work. It works. It works for me. It's always worked for me. Because I remember the day. I remember the day when the revelation came and I was struck. I mean, I'd been a Christian a couple of years. I was in a lot of debt. I was never taught to give. I was a part of a Baptist church. They didn't really teach, which is interesting, but I never really heard it. The brass plate would always pass in front of me. It was a large church and I would ask people, What is that for? I said, Well, if you want to give something to the church. I said, Yeah, I want to give something to the church. So here goes a 20, 50, whatever I had, and just put it in the brass plate, and then uh, later it was still another ministry because I wanted to get out of debt. I really wanted to get out of debt and, um, was, you know, wanted to be debt-free. And when I began to study the financial principles of the Word of God and I got a hold of some teachers that were teaching on that, and when I got the teaching on tithing, it hit me. I mean, it hit me because, you know, It it, it struck me so strongly, like the fear of God came on me so strong. I mean, I literally fell on my knees, weeping and repenting before the Lord for not having been a tither as a Christian. And it was, of course, there was some grace for the fact that, you know, I wasn't taught. But come on. I mean, you can't just say, well, I I wasn't taught. You got the Bible. You got to read it. Read the word. You, You can't say, well, you know, hey, I didn't know I was supposed to forgive people. Oh, Really? you have to be taught that, you've got a Bible, read it, you know. And, and, and I wasn't supposed to fornicate and live in adultery. Uh, nobody told me, really, read your Bible. I mean, there's still ultimately no excuse because God's given us his word, and we're responsible. If you become a born-again Christian, now you're responsible to read the Bible, study it for yourself, and search out the truths in the word of God. And, and it just struck me. And really, what really hit me was you curse with a curse, And I knew because my whole life, I always struggled, and I'd get into something and break down. I'd buy a car, get wrecked, this that. I mean, it just everything, nothing would click. And here you are, a Christian, and I would even say, "Well, the Bible says I'm I'm blessed, but how come I'm not experiencing it?" Because the blessing is a covenant. It's a covenant. Do you understand me? You know, it's not things aren't just guaranteed. It's there's a covenant. And covenant means there's two sides to the relationship. You know, both sides have to be faithful. And Mar- marriage only works if both sides are faithful. It's called a marriage covenant, right? If one decides to be unfaithful, it doesn't work. I don't care how much the other one wants to hold on to it, it's not going to work. Both have to be. How can two walk together unless they're in agreement? And covenant requires agreement, where two on earth come together in agreement. Right? So there has to be that agreement. So we have to understand this is a covenant. And covenant means there's two sides to it. You know, we're always expecting God to do the blessing part, but we got to do our part. Our part is to be faithful, good stewards, worshipers, generous, givers, tithers, you know, and, and, and blessing our church, blessing fellow believers, blessing the poor. You know, there's really, if you look at it, there's three kinds of giving in the Bible. There's tithing, there's offerings, and there's almsgiving. Almsgiving is actually the least of all the giving because the Bible says, if you give to the poor, you lend to the Lord and he will repay you. So when you give alms, you get back one-to-one. You know, you get back exactly whatever you've given because you've, you lend to the Lord. It's not seed, it's lending, and then he gives it back to you. But offerings are Seed. That's where you see the multiplication, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, even up to 1, fold, You know, And then tithing is the least of our covenant responsibility, which is the 10% of our income. Bring ye the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Prove me now with this, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you shall not have room enough to receive. See, pour you out a blessing. That's what God does. That's his responsibility. He is the blesser. The greater blesses the lesser. The blessing always flows from the greater one to the lesser one. He is the one that holds the power of life. He is the one that holds the power of everything. The glory of God, the blessing of God, the wealth of God, the goodness of God, the love of God, the power of God, the wisdom of God. I mean, he has everything. He holds it. And then he and then he will release it he says I will release you I will pour you out a blessing I'll open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing release my blessing upon you that you won't have room enough to receive what's coming to your life that's where you see of course now the room enough to receive there's an abundance there's an overflow but bring bring ye the whole tithe not half tithe you know not some of the tithe the whole tithe the full tithe the full 10% to the storehouse that there may be food in my house and then of course before i left for turkey in the month of may we were looking at the whole concept of tithing because you know i posed the question should christians tithe but it's really the wrong question to ask the right question to ask is should christians worship should christians be good stewards should christians honor god and that's really what it comes down to so the tithe really is the minimum responsibility of our part of the covenant and then of course offerings on top of that and then giving alms, which is helping the poor, but which is interesting if you look at religion. Now, of course, I come. My background is thank God the Lord deliver me from the Islamic religion and the Sunni, the Sunni sect, Sunni Muslim, and you know one of the five pillars of Islam is alms giving, zakat. They call it. So in the zakat, it's alms giving. You give to the poor. And I've seen that religion always prioritizes giving to the poor, like as if giving to the poor is the highest form of giving. Not like giving to the poor is good, but it's not the highest form of giving. Honoring God and worshiping Him is the highest form of giving. Yeah. Giving to the Lord is the highest form of giving. Come on somebody. Worship is the highest. Anything, the highest form of everything is worship. The highest form of prayer is worship. Amen. The highest form of work is doing it unto the Lord as worship. The highest form of giving is worship. Everything is about worship because everything has to exalt him. Everything has to glorify him. Everything has to lift him up. Everything has to bless him. Everything has to honor him. That is the purpose of life. Everything. I mean, the core, the core of the Christian life is to worship and to honor God. Amen. The core of the Christian life is to worship and to honor God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so everything we do has to be done onto the Lord as worship. You go to work, of course, I mean, you're off tomorrow, but mostly, most of you, but if you, next, next time you go to work, just remember, the moment you walk in the door, whether it's your business, your own company business, or you work for somebody else, understand that the moment you walk in the door, you are now worshiping. What does that mean? You, you work as if it's worship. That means your work life, everything should honor and glorify the Lord. Yeah. Because ultimately that's worship. See, we don't just worship in songs. Oh, hallelujah. 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 That's, that's not that's not worship. That's a part of worship. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship comes from the heart. Worship is everything, 24-7 is everything that you do is worship. The way you Love your husband or wife, the way you love your kids, the way you work, the way you serve in your church, everything. The way you treat others, it's all worship. What does that mean? I am honoring the Lord and worshiping him in everything that I do. So then giving just becomes another part of your worship. You give to worship the Lord. So the highest form of giving is always going to be giving to the Lord, tithes and offerings to the Lord, to his kingdom, to the ministry. You know, that's going to be it. And almsgiving really is going to end up being the lowest form of giving. And then you get one-to-one return. You lend to the Lord, and he repays you. So whatever you give to the the poor will always come back to you. But it's not going to come back to you pressed down, shaken together, running over. It'll come back to you exactly as what you've done. But tithes and offerings, of course, the offerings, that's what comes back to you pressed down, shaken together, running over. With whatever you measured out, it's measured back to you, multiplied thirtyfold sixtyfold hundredfold even up to a thousand fold so that's where the power of multiplication comes in because that's what the blessing is right blessing means to multiply be fruitful and multiply increase be blessed multiplied so when god blessed abraham he said in your seed there shall be multiplication you'll be you know you'll be a father of many multitude multiplied i'll bless you And through you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed so i'll bless you and the blessing shall be multiplied in you to overflow to the nations to overflow to the others so the power of the blessing is always multiplication and so god is a multiplier he's not a subtractor he's not a divider that's the devil devil divides devil comes to subtract kill steal destroy that's the devil god's not a god's not a subtractor or a a Divider, he'll add on to you and he'll multiply. Amen. Hallelujah! All these things shall be added on to you. Don't worry if you serve him, all these things that people chase after shall be what added. Say, Added on, add on to my life. God's gonna add on to your life, Amen. and then your seed shall be what multiplied. Come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over 30, 60, 100 fold, even up to a thousand fold. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. It could even be 5,000-fold. One boy's lunch fed 5,000 families. That's a, that, so there, you know, there's no limit to the multiplication that could take place. Because there's a supernatural that comes in and the multiplication that comes in. So don't believe these people that say tithing is under the law, the Old Testament, done away with all this nonsense. No, the concept of worshiping God has never been done away with. First fruits i mean think about it abel gave the first fruits or the firstborn basically of of his flock the first fruits the firstborn that's that's the principle of first putting god first that was established from the very beginning and it's gonna and think about this look even in the millennial kingdom bible says nations will come and bring offerings to the lamb to jesus who sits on the throne at the temple in jerusalem people are gonna come there's still be offerings and and giving to the lord when when jesus is on the throne people are going to be coming and worshiping him and bringing him in offerings the concept of offerings and worship it never ends even when we get to heaven we're going to take off our crowns and we're going to cast our crowns before his feet and we're going to worship him saying you alone are worthy you alone are worthy to be praised to be worshiped all the glory honor and worship and praise belongs to you you have crowned us with glory, and we give back glory to you. I mean, even in, even in heaven, there's worship. Angels are worshiping. The, the, think about this. The, the creatures are worshiping nonstop. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Holy, holy, holy. Who was and is and is to come. Worship never goes away. So don't believe this a lot. Because I'm not looking at it from dollars and cents and, and, and money. I, I always look at it. It's worship. It's worship. Worship never ends. Worship is the, the core of our being. Even in heaven we'll be worshiping in, all the way into eternity. So when you connect worship to it, then how can you say worship is done away with? Huh? Oh, I, we're in the New Testament now. We don't have to worship with our money. We just worship with songs. No. So they're just... Whatever is going on, it's just a part of the end time falling away. End time delusion. This hyper grace message is from the pit of hell. It's designed to rob people of the blessing of God. Especially going into these last days when there's going to be all kinds of shortage and lack that's going to be by design, we're going to have to grab a hold of the Word of God not to get sucked into the shortage. I'm not going to be a part of shortage. There's not going to be any shortage in my life. Uh, There's not going to be any shortage in my life. There's not going to be any shortage in this church. There's not going to be any shortage in your life. Hallelujah. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not lack. Lack, shortage, poverty. It's not even a part of you. It's not even a part of your identity. It has nothing to do with the child of God. We're not under the curse. But if you listen to these false teachers, you'll, get on, you'll fall under the curse. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.